What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith and relationships, and the journeys that define us. Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you ready? Do you ever feel so haunted by the ghosts of your past? It's like it won't release its grip on you. Today, we're going deep into the dark shadows of childhood trauma and how to overcome it. Well, I know and I don't know everything you, that you've been through. So I just want to immediately hand it over to you to like take us to the depths of some of the childhood trauma that you went through and how how has it affected you as an adult? Right. So first I want to say this, that if you have been through any of these things, I want you to know that there is hope, like there's hope for Mm -hmm. you and that you will make it out on the other side of it. So my mom had me when she was young. I think she was 18 whenever she had me. So she was a young mom Mm -hmm. and my aunt and uncle really stepped in to help us. So I call her mama. That's what everyone (laughs) knows her by in my life is mama. Um, But they really stepped in to help us and we lived with them. So my mom worked full time. She has always been such a hard worker and they just really stepped in to help. And so until I was seven years old or around six or seven years old, I thought all of these things. So I thought that my aunt obviously was my mama. And then her husband at the time, I thought he was my dad. Mm -hmm. And so he become my dad because he really was that fatherly role in my life. And so they were they had their own traveling music group. So we were in and out of church, literally 
every night of the week, it seemed like we were in a different church mm-hmm. because they would travel and sing and we would go to like all of these revivals. Wait, wait, wait. Mama Tina. Yeah. Mama <laughs> Tina is a music star. <laughs> I did not know this. Yes. Yeah, so they, they traveled and just growing up, we were in and out of different churches, in and out of different revivals. And I seen so many just miraculous things as a child because my dad also was a pastor. And so we had Bible study in our home. People were constantly coming in and out, like just for prayer and all different things. So really at a young age, I got to see like the love of Jesus. And I got to be a part of just some amazing things that I feel like a lot of kids don't. And we call ourselves PKs. So pastor's Mm -hmm. kids, you know that, but I thought all of this, right? So I was going through all of these things when I was young and up until six years old, I thought this life that I had was just like perfect. And, you know, I had my mom, I had my mama and I had my dad. And so we lived next door to my dad's parents. And so it was just like our own little community in a little holler in Swords <laughs> Creek, Virginia. Like we would string our own beans. Like we worked <laughs> in the garden. It was like country living at its finest. And I'll never forget that one day the phone rang and I'm talking about a phone on a cord. Like we had an old timey phone, but it rang and I answered it and it was a man and he asked to speak to my mom. And I said, well, she's at work. Like she's not here right now. And we hung up and I remember telling my mom, now I'm six years old. And I remember telling my mom, Hey, a man called you today. He just asked for you, but he didn't say like his name. He didn't say what he wanted. And I remember this literally just like it was yesterday. And I found out that week that the man that had called our house was actually my biological father. And so I found out in a week that the man that I thought was my dad and all these things that I had thought for six years, just really, it wasn't the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had a biological father now and my mom really tried to explain it to me I feel like the best that she could and I still remember this we were driving down the road and she just told me like I have something to tell you like you have a father your biological father she told me his name and it was him that had called Mm -hmm. and so I remember just being six obviously but trying to digest this like okay, so I have a dad, a different dad. Mm -hmm. It's not my real dad that I think is my dad and just trying to process this. And I always think of my little girl, like she's six right now and me trying to explain this to her, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I know you think your life is one way, but it's really not. And this is where we'll get, I'll get to it later on in the story, but it really dug up this unhealed trauma. Like when I started having my own kids, Mm -hmm. but So I met my biological father and uh, my parents actually got back together. So they tried to work things out. Um, This was from six, between six and seven until I was a teenager. And so that relationship as a whole was always so toxic. Mm -hmm. It was always so negative. It was just we didn't have like a happy home. Mm -hmm. And he worked over the road. He was a truck driver. And so he was in and out. He was never there every night, Mm -hmm. right? Like for a while he worked um, over the road, not for a local company. So he would, we wouldn't see him for months on Mm -hmm. end. And then he would come home on the weekends. And then he ended up taking a job at a local trucking company. So we saw him more. And it's like the more that he was there, just the more toxic our home was. And so 
I remember thinking as a teenager, man, like how long is my mom going to deal with this? Like how long is my mom going to live just miserable? Like she's always worked hard. She's always just gave it her all for us. And she has to live in misery. And I remember being a teenager and thinking this and just thinking like, mom, how much longer are you going to take this? You know, so to go back, though, when I was seven years old, the man who raised me, I'm going to I'm not going to say their names. I just want to protect them. If you know me personally, you know who they are. But when I was seven years old, the man that raised me, so who I thought was my dad, he ended up backsliding from church and um, battling his own demons. And so at seven years old, I watched him be taken away in an ambulance because he had overdosed. Mm. And so I remember being between six and seven again. And the one man that taught me the most about Jesus, Mm -hmm. the one man that raised me in church, like the one man that instilled all of these things inside of me, like being a good person, praying, like all of this, like I watched him leave in an ambulance Mm -hmm. and I knew what was going on. Like nobody ever lied to me or tried to mm-hmm. sugarcoat it. Like they were always very upfront and honest, which I'm I'm grateful for. I think that has helped me mm-hmm. be honest with my kids about situations in our life. But just being seven years old and watching him yeah. and then from then on out till today, him still battling just addiction and battling all of these things and just living a life that truly is so sad to yeah. watch that's a lot. That's a lot to digest. So I feel like that taking all of that, having a biological father, then him and my mom having this toxic relationship and then watching the man that I love that raised me just battle addiction too. I started acting out as a teen. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm 32, like I can look (laughs) back and be like, man, everything that you did was just a cry for help. Mm -hmm. And I had very toxic relationships in high school. I remember being like, I'm a man eater. Like I was (laughs) proud to be a man eater. I was like, if I could just get this guy to love me and like fall in love with me, I will leave him before Uh he leaves me, you know, protecting yourself. Yes. And that was a mentality. And that was a way that I just got back at men. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that that was a trauma response to being raised and not having the love of a father. Mm -hmm. And then my biological father and I never had a connection. Like the love wasn't there. He never taught me things that Mm -hmm. a dad was supposed to teach their daughter. He never instilled like that love and protection. It was just, he was a body in our home. Mm -hmm. And that probably sounds harsh, but that's how it was because when he found out that my mom was pregnant, he actually ran. Mm. So here I am. And my mom has always been upfront and honest about that, but I still to this day have a hard time being like, man, now that I have my own kids, Mm -hmm. like, how do you leave your own child that like, I love my kids more than anything. And I just cannot imagine. And so here we go again. It's like rehash Mm -hmm. trauma, but I never had that connection with him. I never had a bond with him or anything like that. And so I carried that with me Mm -hmm. and I had those toxic relationships in high school and I had toxic relationships truly until I met Drew and our relationship, even in the beginning was Mm -hmm. toxic, but it was like, I felt it in my soul that Drew was the one Mm -hmm. and he was like worth me changing who I had always been to make it work with him. And so, but for a long time, 
I see those patterns in my mm-hmm. life. And maybe you're a teenager and you're listening to this and maybe you're doing that. And I just want you to know, like, I wish I could go back in time and just tell my 16 year old self, like, it's okay. Like yeah. there is going to be a guy that's going to love you. Yeah. Like this boy that you're crazy about, like he doesn't love you, girl. Yeah. Like get it together. There's going to be a man that loves you. There's going to be a time too that God is going to fill that void in your mm-hmm. life. And so even through my wildest days of partying and trying to just suppress all of this hurt and this trauma, I always felt that conviction mm-hmm. of like, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is wrong. Because you, know? you were taught at an yeah. early age. It's because my mama took me to church yeah. and they planted that seed in me. And even through my whole like teenage years, I still went to church with my mama. Mm-hmm. Like she picked me up on Sundays. It was just understood. And I know that it was because she raised me in mm-hmm. church. And I know today I'm here like doing all of these things because they raised me in church, but for so long, I let those situations mm-hmm. define me. I let those situations of, I'm always just going to be this broken fatherless yeah. mess. Like, you know, I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to have a happy home. It's a statistic. If yeah. you come from a broken home, you're going to have a broken yeah. home. And, and I want to reiterate here. There's so many jokes in society of like, oh, she has daddy issues or yeah. he has mommy issues. And like someone could make a joke and be like, oh, no, I'll have daddy issues. But it's a real, (laughs) it is it like, take the joke out of it. Look deeper in everything that you've just said. Like, it's a, it's a real issue that Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you had one dad who completely changed. So everything you ever knew Mm -hmm. was uprooted and destroyed, essentially. Then you had your biological dad that came in, but he wasn't really there. Then he left again. So, I mean, real societal jokes about daddy issues, but it's a, if you joke about someone having those issues, like take a step back and like, Mm -hmm. what are they really experiencing? What are those emotions? Just what you named. Yeah. Because I've even joked about it myself. Yeah. Like I got daddy issues. I've (laughs) said that so many times and- I've joked about it, but when you really look at, man, the depth of it, this has really messed me up. Like this has really like made it hard for me to feel like I'm able to be loved. Mm -hmm. It's made my relationships hard. Like Mm -hmm. it's made our marriage hard at Mm -hmm. times that I have to stop and remind myself like, Drew's different. Like mm-hmm. he does love you. He is not your dad. Like he is not going to be that dad, the sailor, you know, and it's hard. It's really, really hard. But I want to talk to you about how, how can we take all of that trauma and the childhood trauma? And I know there's different situations. There's childhood trauma of being, you know, abused. There's childhood mm-hmm. trauma of maybe your parents being on drugs. Like I've watched my dad, you know, choose those things over me. So I know that feeling too. And there's so many different things that play into that trauma. So I want you to know that you can break the pattern of trauma in your life. And that even though I went through all of that and I was a messed up teenager and a hot mess that you can break the pattern in your life. So Haley, I want you to dig deep into that and tell them how can they break those patterns in their life. Yeah. So, I mean, first, I don't think anyone's a stranger to the term trauma, but trauma is a deeply, if you like actually Google it and look it up, it's a deeply distressing and disturbing experience. So I think sometimes people can have trauma and they don't realize they have trauma because trauma could come out as self-destructive behaviors, anxiety, 
depression, low self-esteem, acting out, sleeping around, not Mm. ever wanting to be touched. It can present itself, so to speak, depending on the individual. So you may never have been abused. You may be in a home that had both parents. You may have seemingly had the best life, but you were exposed to a lot of violence. You were Mm. exposed to fighting all of the time. Like trauma is not always these horrible, deep, dark experiences that some other people experience. Like for me, some of my family members were extremely abusive to other family members, alcoholics. There has been sexual assault. There's been a ton that we, my sister and I were exposed to growing up and that like created so many anxiety issues within me. And so I want you to understand that your trauma may look different than Noelle's trauma or my trauma or someone else's, but it doesn't negate your experiences. So if you're experiencing trauma, if you're triggered by certain things, if you have these self-destructive behaviors or anxiety or bouts of depression that you just cannot shake, how do you break the pattern? And the first step is to acknowledge and recognize the trauma for what it is. Yes. Sometimes we spend years upon years just minimizing the event Mm -hmm. or dismissing it. I know I did that. I was like, well, I mean, my parents were great. Like I was raised in church. Like I didn't have this or this happen to me. So you talk yourself out of Mm -hmm. these experiences and you pretend that it just didn't happen all while you're drowning in feelings of guilt and self-shame. And the only way that you can begin the path to healing is to acknowledge that that traumatic event happened or that you were exposed to all of these things over a number of years and it affected your brain, it affected your emotions and that you were not responsible for it. If you have trauma, I can tell you right now, even though I don't know you, don't know what it is, you were not responsible for your trauma. Yeah. And a lot of times I know I can speak from my personal experience. When I was 16, 17, 15 years old, I didn't realize that what I was dealing with was trauma from my childhood. I just thought that I was the greatest thing ever. And I was going to make all these guys, you know, fall in love with me. And then I was going to leave them. And I always ended up brokenhearted and hurt again. And I think it's because I was addicted to that feeling Mm -hmm. of like hurt. It was just the craziest thing. But I did not realize then that all of that was trauma. That was those father issues and all of that, like welling up Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's taken me until now to see, man, I really was, it was just a cry for help. Yeah. And so, okay, you acknowledge your trauma, then what? So the next step is reclaim your control of this the feelings, the situations, feelings of helplessness can carry well over into adulthood and it can make you feel and act like a constant victim Mm -hmm. and everyone's always against them and life just sucks and they can't do anything right. And that's a real feeling, but you cannot stay in that victim mentality because it makes you make choices based on your past pain. And when you're a victim, the past is in control of your present. Right. And you have to get out of that victim mentality. So, but when you've conquered your pain, the present is controlled by you. And sometimes I think there's, could always be a battle between the past and present. I think God 100% can heal trauma and hurt. But in that journey of getting to that like final healing point, so to speak, it's a battle between living in the past and then like trying to live in the present and plan for your future. But as long as you're willing to let go of the old and like the crutches that you have in this victim mentality, you're one step closer to healing. Yes. So then you need to seek support and do not isolate yourself. Like if you 
hear nothing else. This is the biggest thing that mm-hmm. I can tell you. A natural instinct, and I know I did it when I was in like the lowest points of my life, a natural instinct is to withdraw from others. But I am telling you, this will only make things worse. Mm-hmm. A big part, and I would almost argue one of the biggest parts of the healing process is connecting with other people and making an effort to maintain relationships and seeking support, whether that be professional support from a counselor, from your best friend, pastoral support, joining support groups that, you know, people that have been through the same traumas as you, let someone into your circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like this is something I still battle and struggle is I am very reclusive. So it's like when I start feeling all of these things, I draw back still. And so it's in those moments that I really have to press, press in and push forward because I am definitely, I would like to withdraw and Mm -hmm. be by myself in my house just alone. (laughs) And that I truly believe that is not what God wants for us, that he wants us to have community. He wants you to be alone in moments and have those moments with him. But I really believe that he wants us to have a community of support. Yeah. So you've acknowledged your trauma. You're trying to reclaim control. You've sought help or you're seeking help. You're not isolating yourself. Now what? Next step, learn the true meaning of acceptance and letting go. And just because you accept something doesn't mean that you're embracing your trauma and owning it and labeling yourself with this identity uh, or that you like it or that you agree with it. Acceptance just means that you've decided what you're going to do with it. You've decided to say, hey, this happened to me, but it doesn't define me. You can decide to let it rule your life or you can decide to just let it go. And I understand that's a very simple sentence. Yes, it is. No one in the history of being having trauma right. can be like, eh, well, I'm just not going to feel it anymore. Yeah. That's not how it works. But it's a mindset. Like, it doesn't mean it's just going to go away. But it means, like, you're not going to allow those bad memories and feelings of a bad childhood rob yourself of living for the present. It's a, like I said earlier, it's a battle between that past and present a lot, but you have to say, I'm not letting this affect me anymore. Right. And you say it and you're still going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You say it and you're still going to have bad days, but you keep saying it and you keep marching on towards that mentality. And eventually your brain like chemically adapts to that. Yeah. And I want to touch on this because we're all about talking about the church and what the church says about things like this. And so I want to be open and honest and tell you guys, I have not spoke to my biological father since I was 18 years old. Mm. And that is a decision that I had to make for myself because it was such a toxic relationship. It was such just turmoil all the time. It was never joyful. It really was something that sent me spiraling into anxiety. I started developing anxiety at 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I started developing like these feelings of depression and all of this. And so I made that decision to let it go. Mm -hmm. And the church always tells us, you know, honor your mother, honor your father. And yes, that's biblical. And I do believe, though, it's also biblical that God is a father to the fatherless. And he really filled that void in my life. And it's okay. It's okay to let it go. Because when I let it go, that didn't mean like this said, like you just said, poof, it's gone Mm -hmm. and it's better. But it was a release from me because Mm -hmm. it was never a relationship to me that felt like a real relationship and it's okay. It's okay to distance yourself. It's okay to let it go and let God 
be the father to you. Yeah. And I do want to note, sometimes it's you've gotten comfortable in your trauma and the residual symptoms such as anxiety or being depressed or like not trusting men or I mean the list is endless so sometimes there's a comfort because that's all you've known that's how toxic relationships are formed is you had this toxic cycle with your biological dad your relationship with your dad that raised you you know got messed up you had these examples therefore it breeds other toxic relationships. So you get comfortable in these feelings and and they're hard to let go of. So, you know, we're, we're sitting here saying like, accept and let go, but sometimes you don't necessarily want to let go. Nobody wants to feel these negative things. No one wants to have these toxic patterns, but there's a level of that's all, you know, Yes, and it's scary to try to let something go when it's all you've known. You might have head knowledge that the way you're living is not the way that God has intended you to live. It's not abundant. It's not joyful, but you're terrified to let go. Your identity has almost become wrapped up in what happened to you and letting that go. You lose a little bit of that identity and you're like, who am I? Like, how do I get through this? How do I change this? So if you're feeling that, just know that that's normal. It's, it's a normal part of it. It's hard. Healing from trauma is not easy. It is a roller coaster. Some days you don't think you're ever going to get through it. And then other days you're like, man, how did I, like, how did I not take this step sooner? (laughs) You know, and that's what you'll hear again. You'll hear me say this probably every episode, this is where therapy is so important. And if you have any unhealed trauma, find a therapist that you vibe with and that you like and trust and work through it because I'm telling you, you will come out better for it. And the last thing I want to say is kind of reiterating, just be patient with yourself. When you've been so hurt as a child, you develop patterns and out of control emotions. You have defense mechanism and really warped perceptions that are really, really difficult to let go of. And sometimes these warped perceptions, you don't even realize are warped. You think it's like normal. And then you get around other people and you're like, oh, well, maybe that's not really a normal way to live or think. (laughs) So again, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of hard work to let go of these feelings. So be patient with yourself. You're going to feel frustrated, but know that it's a normal part of the process. And no matter how small a little bit of progress seems, like celebrate that because it every little bit counts. Yes. Childhood trauma is one of the hardest things to overcome, but you are in control now. And we want to invite you to revive your spirit by meditating on this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's Psalms 34 and 18. And it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It takes time for heart wounds to heal. It requires hard work, loving yourself, but most importantly, remembering God's love for you. And if you want to go deeper, download our free seven-day guide to revive your spirit in the show notes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.